RTHK, the news at one with Barry O'Rourke. The headlines this lunchtime. Chief Executive John Lee says Covid patients will no longer have to isolate starting from the 30th of this month. Mr Lee has also revealed he plans to visit Saudi Arabia and the UAE next month to promote business and cultural ties. And judges in Malaysia have begun hearing the former Prime Minister Najib Razak's latest attempt to overturn his conviction and sentence for corruption. Chief Executive John Lee says COVID patients will no longer have to isolate starting from the 30th of this month, citing strong local immunity. Speaking at a Q&A session in LegCo, Mr Lee said that after that date, COVID will be treated as just another upper respiratory disease, as Omicron infections for the vaccinated have mostly resulted in mild symptoms. Noting falling caseloads in recent days, he added that the mainland border reopening had not added to infection risks. The CE said it was time for the government's COVID strategy to change from mandatory measures to allowing people to make their own decisions. COVID-19 will be managed just as any other upper respiratory diseases. This important step is based on scientific evidence and is risk-based. This is an inevitable step experienced by overseas countries and is one for Hong Kong. We have reached this stage. Mr Lee also promised to improve the online booking system for PCR tests after media reported that people had to queue up late into the night at the testing centre on Maple Street in Shamshri Po yesterday, while other centres had plenty of free slots. Mr Lee said he had instructed the Health Bureau and the Innovation and Technology Bureau to work on the issue so that the system shows clearly the overall booking situation. We have to find out where the problem lies. Is it the case that we have not provided sufficient number of testing centres? The answer is no. Even with queues, the capacity of our testing centres only reached 60%. So what is lacking is flow of information for members of the public to know where to go and to avoid queues at certain stations and centres. They can simply go to a different centre with available slots. Meanwhile, Mr Lee says he plans to visit Saudi Arabia and the UAE next month to promote business and cultural ties with the two countries. And he revealed there will be a promotional campaign from next month to let the world know that the SAR is back. At the beginning of next month, there will be a series of large-scale Hello Hong Kong publicity campaign. We will promote Hong Kong to the international arena that we have resumed normalcy. The CE added that his administration will keep working with its Guangdong and Shenzhen counterparts in a bid to fully reopen the border as soon as possible. Once that's achieved, he plans to meet with other Greater Bay leaders to discuss greater regional development. Chief Secretary Eric Chan says Hong Kong is ready to scrap the PCR testing requirement for cross-border travel as daily cases drop, but that he can't promise any timetable since the decision has to get the nod from the central government. In an interview with the Hong Kong Economic Times newspaper, Mr Chan said the testing requirement was imposed to prevent infections when quarantine-free travel with the mainland resumed. But the minister said that as the number of travellers grows over time, the capacity of PCR testing facilities will come under pressure and that authorities hope to replace the requirement with rapid antigen tests and ultimately scrap COVID tests altogether. 
The managing director of Worldwide Cruise Terminals says he doesn't expect the sector to fully recover until 2026, as cruise lines usually book tours three years in advance. Jeff Bent was commenting after Hong Kong welcomed back overseas cruise tourists on Wednesday for the first time in three years. But he said the Kai Tak Cruise Terminal could expect around 10 international liners to visit this year, compared to 19 before the pandemic broke out. He urged the government to remove the remaining COVID restrictions on travellers. For visiting cruise lines, people aged 12 and up need to be fully vaccinated and they need to do an RAT test before they arrive. And then, of course, on shore, they need to mask. And none of these are necessary in in most places around the world now. So it it does make uh, Hong Kong a bit of an outlier. Eight people have been confirmed dead after an avalanche on Tuesday evening in the city of Ningqi in Tibet. The avalanche occurred at an exit of a tunnel, trapping people and vehicles. A search and rescue operation for the missing is ongoing. The U.S. Justice Department says it has led an international effort to disrupt the cryptocurrency exchange Bitslato, which it accuses of operating as a high-tech hub for criminals. The Russian founder of Bitslato, Anatoly Leg Kodimov, has been arrested in Miami. The U.S. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco said anyone who benefited from the hub was now a target. To all of those exploiting the cryptocurrency ecosystem to enable crypto crime, We have a clear message. We will not only target hackers, fraudsters, and criminals that mask their profits in cryptocurrency. We are also unleashing the full force of the Department of Justice on the illicit actors and entities that support cyber criminals like Legodimov and Bitslato. Judges in Malaysia have begun hearing the former Prime Minister Najib Razak's latest attempt to overturn his conviction and sentence for corruption linked to a state-owned wealth fund. He's currently serving a 12-year jail term after being convicted in 2020 of money laundering and abuse of power. Mr Najib lost his final appeal in Malaysia's highest court last August. A panel of five judges is now reviewing that federal court decision. Prime Minister of New Zealand Jacinda Ardern has announced her resignation at a news conference. Ms Ardern said she no longer had the energy to continue with the role. This summer I had hoped to find a way to prepare not just for another year, but another term. I have not been able to do that. And so today I'm announcing that I will not be seeking re-election. And that my term as Prime Minister will conclude no later than the 7th of February. This has been the most fulfilling five and a half years of my life, but it has also had its challenges. I know what this job takes, and I know that I no longer have enough in the tank to do it justice. It's that simple. Regardless of the outcome, excuse me. In the US, a lawyer representing the former police officer who murdered George Floyd in 2020 has asked appeal court judges in Minnesota to throw out his client's conviction. William Mormon said Derek Chauvin, Derek Chauvin didn't get a fair trial because of intense media attention and alleged errors in legal procedure. But Neil Katyal, the state's attorney, rejected those claims, adding that there was no case to answer. There was no abuse of discretion nor actual prejudice, and to the contrary, Judge Cahill managed this trial with enormous care, and even if Chauvin could identify some minor fault, any error is harmless. The evidence of Chauvin's guilt was captured on video for the world to see. 
Regardless of the outcome of this appeal, Chauvin will stay behind bars as he's also serving a concurrent 21-year jail term for the federal crime of violating Mr Floyd's civil rights. NASA has issued an award worth almost half a billion US dollars to Boeing for developing a greener commercial airliner. The US Space Administration will work with the aircraft manufacturer to build, test and fly a full-scale aircraft with technologies aimed at lowering emissions. The Ukrainian president has used an address to the World Economic Forum in Davos to urge allies to accelerate their military assistance. Speaking by video link, Volodymyr Zelensky said Western tanks and air defense systems had to be supplied before Russia launched new offensives. The head of NATO, Jens Stoltenberg, told the same forum that providing more weapons was the solution to ending the conflict. If we want a negotiated peaceful solution to the war in Ukraine, we need to provide military support to Ukraine. That's the only way. Uh, weapons, uh, they are the way to peace. And, uh, and that may sound like a paradox, but the only way to have a negotiated uh, agreement is to convince President Putin that he will not win on the battlefield. He has to sit down and, uh, and negotiate. Mr. Stoltenberg said weapons supplies would be discussed at a meeting in Germany on Friday. Israel's Supreme Court has ruled that a key coalition partner of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu cannot serve as a minister because of recent criminal conviction. Responding to a legal challenge, the judges ruled that the appointment of Ayyaderi was unreasonable in the extreme because of his conviction for tax offences. He's the leader of the ultra-Orthodox Shaz party, which is a big block in Mr Netanyahu's coalition. coalition. Tali Gottlieb of Mr Netanyahu's Likud party denounced the ruling. For me, this is a day of mourning when a Supreme Court intervenes. The court today crossed all lines when it interfered with a law passed by a majority of 63 people. I'm sorry, I said on every platform that I didn't think the court would intervene. And now it turns out that the Supreme Court does think it's a hidden ruler. But the Supreme Court is not a hidden ruler and it should remember its place. In the first scientific estimate of its kind, a new report says 2 billion tonnes of carbon dioxide are being removed from the atmosphere each year. A global assessment led by Oxford University says the world's forests and soils are responsible for pulling nearly all of this CO2 from the air as trees transform it into oxygen and dead leaves are sequestered in soil. Campaigners say investing more in carbon capture and storage te technologies is vital to limit global heating to 2 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. France is facing a day of strikes and protests against President Macron's plans to reform the pension system. The government wants to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64, but two-thirds of the population are against the proposed change, the BBC's Hugh Schofield reports. For years, successive French governments have tried to alter the pension system to make people work longer. Some have succeeded, all faced massive opposition on the street. This is President Macron's second attempt. His first had to be abandoned because of Covid. As predicted, the French aren't having it. And the stage is now set for one of those government versus the street set pieces in which the country excels. In addition to stoppages in public transport and schools, big turnouts are expected today at demonstrations in Paris and other cities, with police warning of of likely vandalism and violence from ultra-left-wing agitators. Campaigners have welcomed a decision by the A London Museum to remove from display the skeleton of an 18th century Irishman who suffered from gigantism. The remains of Charles Byrne, who stood just over 2.3 metres tall and died aged 22, were on show at the Hunterian Museum at the Royal College of Surgeons for over 200 years. 
The museum plans to retain his skeleton away from public view. And to sport now, and Manchester United's winning run in the Premier League has come to an end after a superb stoppage time free kick from Michael Olise, earning Crystal Palace a 1-1 draw. United had looked set to move up to second in the table with their tenth win in a row. The BBC's John Southall was watching at Selhurst Park. Crystal Palace won, Manchester United won. What a finish to the game we've had here. Some of the United players just standing and shaking their head at full time because they threw this one away in the 91st minute. I say threw it away. It was a moment of magic from Michael Elise in the 91st minute of the game. Free kick on the right-hand side, 25 yards out on his left foot. Struck it ever so sweetly off the underside of the crossbar and in for the equalising goal. And this place went absolutely mad. Terrific finish to the game. Palace won, Manchester United won. United manager Eric Ten Hag was frustrated not to take all three points. We were 1-0 up and especially that is my disappointment. Second half there was a lot of space to, uh, to kill them and uh, to go for the second. And uh, I never saw that we really went uh, for that second goal. And uh, as I said, then you can get hammered and not, not even a big mistake, but just an unlucky moment, great strike. Leeds United thrashed second-tier Cardiff City 5-2 in their FA Cup third-round replay at Elland Road. Leeds will face the winners of the match between Accrington, Stanley and Boreham Wood. Inter Milan have retained the Supercoppa Italiana. They defeated local rivals AC Milan in a final played in Saudi Arabia. Edin Dzeko scored one and set up two as Inter won 3-0. And in cricket, Shubman Grill became the eighth and youngest man to score a double century in a one-day international as he helped India beat New Zealand by 12 runs in the first ODI in Hyderabad. Gill scored 19 fours and nine sixes in his innings of 208 from 149 deliveries, reaching his 200 with three sixes in a row. And South Africa's Hashim Amla has announced his retirement from all forms of cricket, ending a stellar 22-year career. The 39-year-old has scored 18,672 runs from all formats for his country. He leaves as South Africa's all-time top scorer in tests. And now to the weather. It'll be fine, dry during the day, moderate northeasterly winds. And the outlook mainly fine tomorrow, but still rather cool in the morning, becoming cloudier with temperatures rising on Lunar New Year's Eve and Lunar New Year's Day. Temperatures will fall at the start of next week. And currently at the observatory, the temperature is 19 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is at 58%. And please be advised the red fire danger warning is in force. To end the news, the top stories once again. Chief Executive John Lee says COVID patients no longer have to isolate starting from the 30th of this month. And Mr Lee has also revealed he plans to visit Saudi Arabia and the UAE next month to promote business and cultural ties. And judges in Malaysia have begun hearing the former Prime Minister Najim Razak's latest attempt to overturn his conviction and sentence for corruption. That's all the news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
Elton John and Britney Spears. It's Thursday's brew. Great to be with you. So we've shifted things around a bit today. Dr. Dave the Vet will be with me in about 10 minutes from now. We've got a couple of very cool questions to get into. If you have any pet questions at all, you can drop me a line. It's phil at rthk.hk or find us on the Brew's Facebook page. Just pop up a message underneath my stuff for today. On the other side of the street I knew Stood a girl that looked like you I guess that's deja vu But I thought this can't be true Cause you moved to West L.A. Or New York or Santa Fe Or wherever to get away from me 